When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to Recruiting for Mamas. My name is Jennifer Powers Johnson. I have a son that plays Division I football. He is a center slash guard for the University of Oregon and an occasional uh, D-tackle, nose guard. Um, But that tends to be uh, what he does in in case of emergency situations. With that in mind, we're going to we're going to talk about two different items today. One is going to be official and unofficial visits and preparing for official and un- unofficial visits. And the other thing we're going to talk about is body language during game day and uh, potentially depending on how long this goes, we may end up talking a little bit about the media and media hype and uh, decoding that for you a little bit. So with that in mind, let's jump into um, our first topic today, which is preparing for official and unofficial visits. So uh, just to make sure everyone's on the same page before we move any further, an official visit is one in which you generally have an offer. And when you have an offer and you are deciding which university you want to go to, uh, the NC2A allows you to take five official visits because what they wanted to do originally was to discourage any sort of transferring. That is no longer the case, and uh, so um, they, but they still haven't changed the official visit situation. So if you have an offer from... 25 universities or 30 universities or maybe just have six universities what you're gonna what you're gonna want to do is break that down to your top five and you're gonna take official visits at those top five universities but there's also unofficial visits and when you're taking an unofficial visit the difference between an official and an unofficial is unofficials are not sponsored by the university. Uh, you could already have an offer at that university, but what you don't want to do is use up. Um, you have to think of official visits like a credit. I've got five credits, and maybe you don't want to use up a credit on that particular university by doing an official visit. So you could do an unofficial visit. The other piece of that is when you're dealing with unofficial visits, unofficial visits can happen prior to you receiving an offer and even when you are possibly a younger athlete that can't officially talk to the coaches uh, or potentially um, you have seen from a university that they have specific interest in you. Maybe they've watched your film. Maybe they've reached out to your coach. You don't have an offer yet. Uh, but they have followed you on Instagram or uh, Twitter, mostly just Twitter, and you can tell they're kind of watching what's going on with you. And at that, at that 
case, what you're going to want to do is you're going to want to reach out if you possibly can. And you are going to want to take an unofficial visit because a lot of times what will happen on an unofficial visit is you will actually get that offer. So um, let's take a moment and talk through the unofficial visits because I think uh, a majority of my audience are people that are new to the process and aren't necessarily have all the answers yet. And so for the most part, I would say a majority of my audiences are people who are working the process and hence trying to get those official offers. And then we'll go a little bit into um, official visits from people who already have the offers. So the reason for this episode this week is on uh, Saturday, uh, it is now September 12th. Uh, 2022 on Saturday, um, the University of Oregon played Eastern Washington University. And when you are an athlete, you get a certain amount of tickets for all home and away games if you're on the travel squad. Now, if you're not on the travel squad, um, you will get a certain amount of tickets for every home game, but you may not get those tickets tickets for the away game because for the away game, they're only going to give those tickets to people who are on the travel squad. But I digress. So uh, Oregon had a home game. They were playing Eastern Washington University. And as luck would have it, uh, James and I were seated right next to the official recruiting seats that the University of Oregon has on Saturday. And so on one side of us, we had a bunch of other parents that were there cheering on their kids for the game. And on our other side of us, we had recruits who were here um, at the University of Oregon, either on an official or an unofficial visit. And so there was a cute couple of kids sitting in front of us. And when anytime someone kind of sits by us at games, eventually they'll realize that we are cheering very specifically. Of course, we're cheering for the team in general, but uh, my husband James and I are generally uh, cheering for our specific child on a specific play, and then we will turn and kind of analyze that play to each other. So if Jackson made a really good block, I'll turn and look at James and James will go, did you see that block? He made such a good block on that. And we have kind of like a little interaction. So eventually the people who are sitting around us generally are like, oh, who's your kid? Or, um, uh, oh, like, is your kid on the team? And we eventually have some sort of conversation with the people around us. Um, because, and then what we do is we take an interest in, in them as well. So, oh, okay, who do you play for? And what are you here for? And do you have an offer yet? And I had a kid sitting in front of me at this last game. And uh, he kept kind of turning around and asking me questions. And sometimes those questions needed a broader um, information set for me to answer. So, uh I would talk about previous coaches or our process when making the decision and how we came to get our offer uh, for the University of Oregon. And what I would watch kind of happen across his face was complete and total, I have no idea what you're talking about. So it was interesting to me because if someone's there on an unofficial or official visit, 
it would seem to me that prior to going on any official or unofficial visit, you would absolutely have your homework done. You would know information about that school that would make you seem as if, number one, you have an interest level that made you go and do your homework, and two, like what you're looking for is to become a cultural fit and for those folks at that university to offer you. So being able to speak intelligently and know what's going on in the flow of the university as a whole over the last few years is going to be really important for you. Now, this was a totally nice kid. He was already committed to another uh, kind of a lower tier university, and he had questions for me and had not received an offer from the University of Oregon yet, but so I hope he doesn't mind if he ever hears this, that I'm kind of taking kind of what our conversation was and kind of bringing it to you guys as a way to get you more prepared for your unofficial visits. So number one thing, before you go on an unofficial visit, you should probably know who the coaches are currently who all the coaches are currently, what their area of expertise is, what they coach, um, and who the last coaches were, especially if there's been a previous coaching change. So this year at the University of Oregon, we have a brand new coaching staff. Um, and so you should have a good idea of where those got, who those guys are. Uh, where they came from, kind of their coaching tree history, if you possibly can. And you should know who was there before and what kind of legacy the previous coaching staff had left and possibly where they went to. Um, and it's not like you'll be uh, asked questions about that. It's not like you will um, need to pass a quiz about that. But that's just general knowledge within the football organization about who the coaches are now and who they used to be and kind of where the direction of the program is flowing and what maybe some of the cultural changes within that program would be. Um, so even if you can't learn all the coaches that you may uh, see on that visit, because I mean, that would be a lot of coaches because you have the strength and conditioning staff and you have the wide receivers coach and the running backs coach and the uh, O-line coach and the D-line coach and the DBs coach. And then most of those coaches have either GAs or they have assistants. And, you know, if it were me and it was a university I really, really liked, I would make sure I went through the website of that university prior and just did my research on all the coaches, how long they've been coaching, kind of what their backgrounds are, so that when I uh, meet with those coaches, it can feel as if um, I know, I, I cared enough about their time to do my homework. So, I would definitely suggest that that's a very important thing when you're going to a visit. The other thing is legacy. So there are every football program in the world is going to have a legacy on which they are selling to or pointing out or proud of when you come on a visit. And I think it's really important for you to have an idea of what that legacy is because it will tell you uh, as a university, we're pretty excited about this. And uh, so for instance, when you go to the University of Oregon, uh, you walk into their football facility and on the right hand side of the facility as you come in kind of the front door, 
is um, the Heisman Trophy that was won by Marcus Mariota. And there is an entire gratitude, uh, kind of a sanctuary, really, uh, that Marcus Mariota helped design in order to display that particular uh, trophy. And that is something that the University of Oregon is incredibly proud of. They are uh, incredibly proud of Marcus Mariota. They're incredibly proud that he played his time at university in their establishment. And so that's something they want to walk you through and want you to know about. Um, So to kind of put a through line through that, Marcus Mariota is from Hawaii. And so there's a lot of gratitude for his roots within that little area in which they've got him, you know, showcasing his trophy. So it really pays homage to the folks in Hawaii that were part of getting him to the university level. There is a whole section of that trophy uh, area that's got uh, gratitude for the university and the, and the role they played in developing him further. And if anyone has done their homework, they will know that Marcus Mariota uh, has gone on into the pros. He played for the Tennessee Titans for a little while. Last year, he uh, played for the Raiders in a in a quarterback number two position. And this year, he's playing for um, Atlanta Falcons, and he's their starter. And so that's information around the legacy of the University of Oregon that anyone that comes to visit the university should absolutely know. Um, when you go on an official visit, you'll meet a ton of coaches, right? And those coaches will come up also and they'll shake your hand and they'll introduce themselves to you. And it, how much more prepared and how much better do you look if you've taken a time to know what these faces are of these coaches and what they coach? And if when they introduce themselves, you had the look of recognition and something positive to say to those coaches about their group. So if I was to meet the DB coaches, I might shake his hand and I might say, oh, you've got a great group, that Noah Sewell and that Justin Flo, they're going to be really great for you this year. And that would immediately put me into an area in which someone had done just a little bit of homework to know who it is they're coaching and what's going on there. Uh, The next thing is, it should be very important what you're bringing to the table. So you should have an idea of who's graduating this upcoming year, uh, uh, what their needs are going to be in the upcoming year. And so you should kind of have an idea of that before you go on site. The other thing is, is when you're on an official or an unofficial visit, there are going to be people that you may have never met before. And I encourage you to reach out to all the people that you meet on on an official visit or an unofficial visit and become friends with them. Who The football world is so incredibly small. You never know if you're going to have the opportunity to meet that kid again. But if you create friendships with that kid and kind of follow that kid, then when you do something great, 
That kid's going to retweet you. When he does something great, you can retweet him. Networking is a really great thing because the point of networking, specifically in this situation, is you want to make sure you're getting enough exposure nationwide in order for the right coach to find you at the right program. So even if the University of Oregon or wherever you happen to be visiting at that time may not be the right place for you, maybe you'll meet some kid at that particular event that you made a good relationship and someday down the road you can connect them with the appropriate place or they can connect you with the appropriate place. What I've seen overwhelmingly on all these visits are kids and their parents who come in, they're a little starstruck, Uh, they're uh, a little embarrassed at the attention, Uh, some dads or moms are out there kind of scouting it out, but it's like everyone there is the enemy. They want the offer and we don't want anyone else to get the offer. And I just think that's a bad way to handle things. Um, you want to come from a place of gratitude. You want to come from a place of, uh, abundance. And so networking at those friends events and making friends at those events is going to do nothing but to serve you in the long term. If you're nice to someone else at the visit, that's in no way, shape or form going to take away from your ability to get an offer while you're there. So I think these are huge networking opportunities, both for parents and for kids, that you should definitely take advantage of. And if you don't take advantage of that, that's too bad because at some point down the the road, it might not be in service to you. The other thing is handshakes for the love of Pete. Uh, Practice your handshakes before you go into a visit. I can't tell you how many times I have shook hands with a prospective recruit and they're giving me a limp handshake. They're not looking me in the eye. They're not present with me. And so these are really important things to learn prior to going to an unofficial or an official visit. Because sometimes you may be there on an official visit and your body language and the way you interact with people tells the coaches, ugh, this kid might not be a good fit for our culture here at this program. So prior to going to a visit, you're going to want to make sure you know how to have a good handshake, you know how to have eye contact, you know how to be present, right, and not starstruck, present and engaging. Super, super important. The other thing I would say is listen. Uh, A lot of times people are so quick to be telling why they're important or what they want or that they're not listening to what is important to the coaches. And that can be any coach on the staff. Definitely the strength and conditioning staff has a different priority than uh, maybe a position coach or maybe the recruiting assistant. Everybody has slightly different things that are important to them. I can tell you that generally within an organization, the head coach kind of sets the tone and the culture. If he has a chief of staff, that person sets the tone and the culture. And a lot of times, strength and conditioning staff can absolutely set the tone and the culture. So you're going to want to be listening for what is their culture and how, while I'm on site, can I best embody that culture? Um... I can't tell you the number of kids who are very excited to get recruited 
and they're very excited to possibly get an offer to be on the team, but then they've arrived, right? And the truth of the matter is you can't try not to be someone who thinks they've arrived once you get to the university and are playing on the team. What you want to do at that point is be contributing. Being on the team is not enough. I want to contribute to the team. I want to contribute to winning. And even if that's on the scout team, I want to give those first string players a run for their money because if I prepare them correctly as a scout team player, my team is going to have a better chance of success on Saturdays when the games are played. So be a listener, be a listener. And be a contributor. Start thinking, how am I going to be able to contribute? Also, best behavior. Oh, for heaven's sakes. And anyone that comes with you should be on their best behavior. That means if I'm having a conversation with a coach or a group of coaches and we're sitting around a table, I am not constantly looking at my phone. In fact, I'm putting my phone in my back pocket or I'm putting it away and I'm not giving my phone any attention whatsoever when the coaches are talking because I want them to know I'm listening, actively listening and participating and being present in the conversation, right? Uh, I am making sure I am thanking everyone for every single part of the visit that was laid out for me. Behind the scenes, the amount of work that goes into both an unofficial and an official visit is insane. They have dossiers on every single player that's walking in the door. They have looked at your social media. They know who your parents are. They know who your friends are. They know what your interests are. They have prepared for you coming to see them at that university, even if it's an unofficial visit. So make sure you're putting in just as much preparation because then there's mutual respect and it's much better. You're in a much better position when everyone's expect, respecting each other um, at the same time. Now, here's one that's going to maybe surprise people, but I feel very, very strong about it. If for some reason you have been lucky enough to get recruit tickets for a game, then unless you have made previous arrangements, regardless of what is going on that game, you are there from the beginning of the game till the end of the game. So this last weekend, uh, the University of Oregon uh, beat Eastern Washington 70 to 14. It was a rout. Um, and what was great about that from my perspective as a parent is that a lot of the kids who aren't even on travel squad got to get in that game and their parents were there and got to play, see them play for the very first time on a field. Um, so I'm a big fan of that. When you are a recruit, I can't tell you how many recruits sit in the recruit section. And I've seen this at universities literally all over the country. They're there for the for the game. The game isn't all that great. Maybe the 
team is losing. Maybe the team's winning by a ton. And so they're on their phone and they're taking selfies and they're chit-chatting, but no one is paying attention to the game. And I cannot tell you how incredibly disrespectful that is. And I can also tell you that every single person involved in maintaining the recruits in the recruiting seats knows your level of interest in that game and has absolutely made note of it and that's going in the file that they're holding on you. So when you're at a game, you be in to the game. You stay from the beginning of the game till the end of the game. You participate in the game. You cheer in the game. I We were sitting next to a bunch of recruits who could have cared less if Oregon scored or didn't score, and we were having a great fun game if there's something to participate in. For instance, at the end of the third quarter, going into the fourth quarter, every Oregon game, they play Shout. It is from the movie Animal House, and that stadium goes crazy. They lose their minds. They love it. Everyone's singing. Everyone's clapping. Everyone's shouting. Everyone's dancing. Everyone. It is the kind of thing that when you see for the first time, it gives you goosebumps all on your arms and the back of your neck. And you're like, oh my word, this collective experience that we're all participating in. And there were recruits that were not participating in the shout. Are you too good for the shout? (laughs) Participate in the shout. If you're there on an unofficial or an official visit, be a participator. That is going to give you a much better sense. And believe you me, when you participate, the recruiting staff sees it as a thank you. They see it as, oh, they're here. They're really here versus, oh, we're just going from visit to visit and we're too cool for school. And I tell you what, every single game that we went and participated in, We stayed the entire time. Now, I will tell you this. When Jackson was in high school, he went to the University of Utah, and he went to a game in which uh, he was given tickets prior to the game. He had recruit tickets for the actual game. He was on the field before the game, and he had to actually leave early from that game because it was a school dance. But that was something that the recruiting staff knew ahead of time. That was something the position coach knew ahead of time. Because no way, shape, or form would we go on recruit tickets and not participate at 100%. So game etiquette is participation. Okay. It doesn't mean you have to pick the school. It doesn't mean you have to pick the school. It means you have to have enough respect for everyone who's knocking themselves out for you to be a participator. Okay, Uh, the next thing is you need to be aware of media. So the reason why I'm saying that is every week the media who covers recruiting for that particular university, and that could be all sorts of outlets. That could be online outlets, that could be print, that could be radio. They're getting a list of the top recruits that are coming in to, 
to make a visit. So your body language and the way you're acting on that visit isn't just being seen by the university. It is being seen by the media. And I can tell you automatically, if it doesn't look like you're having a good time, or if it doesn't look like you're particularly into the game, or if you are preoccupied on your phone the whole time, that's something the media is absolutely going to notice and potentially could write about. So you need to go into these recruiting weekends, regardless of whether or not they are official or unofficial, and be aware that you're sending a message with your body language, with what you tweet, with how you look, uh, with your graciousness. You're sending a message to the media. And so think of it like this. Uh, at Disney, at Disneyland, everyone that walks into Disneyland as a character, as someone who... Uh, sweeps the street as someone who uh, mans the rides, they think of that entire uh, theme park as a stage. And so there's backstage and there's the front of the house. There, you're, There's on stage, right? And so every cast member walks down a big long hall before they go out into Disneyland and now they're on. Well, when you are on a official or unofficial visit, the moment you step onto campus, you are on and you don't come off until you're behind closed doors. Act as if everything you're doing, saying, behaving is going to be filmed or made note of. Really, really important. Um, and then let's talk real quick about gratitude. Make sure you're thanking literally everyone in the organization. There's a lot of people that are preparing for your visit or uh, helping out on your visit or hosting on your visit and they've been assigned you for a period of time or maybe you're for a photo shoot or for this particular portion of your visit. Maybe their job is to take you uh, on a tour of the campus or on a tour of the facilities that the student athletes get for uh, academics. Make sure you're thanking all those people genuinely. This is a lot of work hosting recruits. Make sure everyone on your visit knows that you are so grateful that they took the time out to welcome you and to have you on board. And then last but not least, when it comes to preparing for visits, uh, I just want to make you aware that very rarely, especially if you're on an unofficial visit, will you have the opportunity to look a coach in the eye or to look an assistant coach in the eye, shake their hand and size them up. And they're doing that same thing to you. And so if it's me, okay, I am, if I don't have an a offer from that university, I want to find out if this is a university I really want to go to, what does the coaching staff need to see from me in order to give me an offer. Are they looking for me to gain weight? Are they looking for me to get my grades up? Are they looking to see more explosive plays? Are they looking to see more film on me and specific things on film that maybe I've been coached up to do? What is that thing? And I can tell you this, very rarely do coaches get asked what it is they need to see from them in order to, to get an offer. And you wanna know why? Because that's a really scary question. 
What do you need to see from me in order for me to be a good fit with your organization? What do you need to see from me in order for me to get an offer from your organization? Because it's quite possible in that asking of the question, you might find out that they are in fact not going to offer you. They're never going to offer you. Or you might find out something you don't particularly like. Or you may find out that they're waiting for someone else to commit or decommit, right? But you will never know the answer, nor be able to take control of what the answer is until you ask the question. So I would challenge you, ask the question. If you come away from an unofficial visit being like, I am in love with that university, and I would love to play for that university, right? And... If they ask me to marry them, I'm going to marry them, right? But you never ask the question. So you don't know if they're dating other people. You don't know if they're really interested in you or if they just want to be friends. <laughs> they don't, you don't know. You don't know. So I, if I'm you, I'm asking the question. Because life is too short not to have those answers and to know exactly what you need to do in order to secure that offer. Okay, let's go over a couple of different things uh, regarding how it will feel if they have uh, interest in you versus um, how it will feel if they want want you. Um, a lot of times if they have interest in you, what they're doing is they're having you come up, come in and they're sizing you up. And a lot of times that will take the form of I'm giving you a handshake and I'm giving you a firm handshake in one and then I'm taking my left hand, right, my non-shaking hand, regard, you know, depending on what handed you are, and I'm going to put it up and I'm going to put it on your shoulder, right? And I'm going to feel your shoulder and your arm. And I'm going to see, is this kid strong? A lot of times they're doing that. They're reaching up and they're going, are you strong? Right? They're looking at your frame. Can I, is this kid going to get taller? A lot of times they're looking at your parents. If you seem like you're like the biggest kid in the world and your parents come in and they're short, then they may think, uh, this kid's probably maxed out. He's probably not going to get any taller. So they're sizing you up. So what are you doing? You're wearing your tallest shoes available, right? You're holding your body in such a way where you are puffed up. I am puffed up and I'm ready for battle. Chin up, eyes up, head up, presence. If you do not know what presence is and, you, and your child does not know what presence is, then you are going to practice presence with your child. Do they hold themselves like an athlete, right? Do they have good handshake? Are they present? When I speak to them, does it look as if they're getting what I'm saying and they're engaging with me? Because the truth of the matter is, is if you were to get that offer and commit and get on campus, you're going to spend at least 50% of your football time in the classroom learning. And the amount of stuff that needs to happen, they need to know that you can get it, that you're quick, that you can uh, understand what's going on. So they're kind of sizing that all up. Now, if you go on site, right, and you pass all that and they've got some good interest in you, then I would say, okay, great, quite possibly, uh, you, you could probably turn that into an offer that weekend. But again, don't let that weekend get away without finding out what it is that you need to do 
um, in order to get that offer, right? And then if they want you, if they've already offered you, then that's going to look really, really different. That's going to look like planning out every moment of the entire time that you are there and every single person on that staff is going to be closing you in some way. Meaning they want to know your timeline. They want to know what what your... what your criteria is for choosing a school. They want to get a sense of you. They want to get a vibe from you. When you're on an official visit, generally there will be players that are hosting you and it's their job to make a connection with you, to become friends with you, and to steer you where they want you to go. Now I will say this, I have seen, because Jackson does a lot of recruiting visits and I've seen this also around the country. There are times where they will make a love interest prior and offer a kid, and then that kid will come on site, and something about the kid will say, this particular kid doesn't fit in our culture. So, I, and then what will happen is not that they're pulling the offer, but they're not pushing as hard hard anymore. So, when you come away from this visit, right, Are you still getting the level of interest that you were getting before? Has the level of interest increased or decreased, right, after that visit? How do we do on that visit? It's kind of a scorecard for you. If the the level of uh, reach out and communication really ups itself, then you'll know you had a really good, you had a really good visit and they are continuing to pursue you. It may not work out in the end because at the end of the day, they can probably only take X amount of players. And with the, you're no longer just competing against high school students. You're competing with the transfer portal because at the end of every every season now, it's free agency, right? So there'll be so many kids that graduate out. There'll be so many kids that... Uh, or this is no longer for them. There'll be so many kids coming up, right? But there'll be a bunch of kids that could potentially be in the transfer portal. So you are competing with them as well. So what you're going to want to do is make sure that you have the best possible visit that you can have by going through all of the things that we talked about in this episode. Okay, that visits, unofficial visits, took a little bit longer than I thought it would. Um, the next thing I'm going to say is specifically about body language in your high school film. So during the season, when coaches have bye weeks, they get on the road. The second there's a bye week, they get on the road and they, uh, recruit their portion of the country that they have been assigned to. Okay. And when they recruit that section of the country, uh, they're coming in, they're shaking hands, and they're seeing at least a quarter or maybe two quarters of every single football game they can possibly see while they're out and on the road, especially on like Friday nights. Sometimes they'll be like, they'll get lucky and someone's playing on a Thursday night and someone's playing on a Friday night and someone's playing on a, a Saturday night, right? And so these are great opportunities for these uh, coaches to see you play in person. Uh, what I have noticed when I am at high school football games and when I am at high school football games where I know coaches are watching for potential players is I have seen 
high school kids where a play has not gone their way and their body language says, it's the end of the world, I can't recover, I'm emotionally going to keep playing that same play I screwed up on five times and it's going to come into my play for the next five minutes of the game. And I can tell you this about that. When, you're, um, when your body language does not recover from something that goes wrong and you're hanging your head and you're not bringing maximum effort and you're, because the truth of the matter is, is once that play happens, it's over, right? Tomorrow at film, we'll look at it and we'll learn from it and we'll get better, but you can't do anything about it in the moment. It's over. It's happened. And we still have the rest of the game to play. So body language on film, body language during the season, during a game, making sure that you are not hanging your head is a giant deal because it tells that people I'm either mentally not strong enough to move on, right? Or I'm a head case. And I certainly want everyone to take care of their mental health. I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that you should neglect your mental health. I'm saying in a game, you need to make sure you're policing your body language. So even if you're disappointed, and even if you totally screwed up on that last play, and maybe the coach is really mad at you and yelling at you, eye contact, shoulders back, I hear you, can't do anything about that right now, but what I can do is do my best to get this next play down and to make the best of this next play. So all the parents listening, if you have a kid who has a hard time recovering from a bad play body language wise, that's something you need to have a conversation with. That's, that's a very important thing. And if you're a kid listening to this, if you have a play that you screw up on, your body language better not tell me that information. The only people who, who should know that you're upset and having a hard time getting over it is your parents who can see it because they know you so well, right? That should be it. But if you're, and it certainly should never be reflected on film, okay? We've gone 40 minutes in this particular episode and it feels like I've kind of been ranting at you the whole time. So let's just recap and then we'll wrap it up for today. So what we're talking about is being prepared for visits, either official or unofficial. Uh, which means we know the coaches. We know who the last coaches were. We know who the current coaches were. We know where they coached prior to coming to this university. We know the coaching tree that they came from, right? We know about the university that we are going to visit, what their things are that they're very proud of, their legacy. And we can talk specifically about legacy and we understand the legacy and the tradition of that school, we want to know what we bring to the table. How are we going to be, what their needs are and how we are going to be able to fit their needs. And if we don't know what their needs are, we're going to ask, what do you see your needs are going to be going forward? Who's graduating? Where are the needs that you need? We are going to network at these events. We're going to make friends and we're going to follow people on Twitter and we're going to cheer them up. And we are going to be friends with them because that is the right thing to do. And it helps you help them and them help you in the long run. We are going to have firm handshakes, right? 
firm handshakes, presence. We're putting our phones away. We are going to absolutely be present when we're talking to people. Our eyes are going to reflect listening skills. We're going to be on our best behavior. We're going to be grateful. We are going to go to the game and participate in the game and cheer for the players and be jazzed and excited to be at that game. We are going to start at the beginning of the game and stay till the finish of the game. We don't care whether or not we get good parking. We don't care if we're going to be in traffic on the way home. That does not matter today. We are going to have media awareness. We're going to know that the moment we step on the camp on that campus till we're home in either our hotel or home at our home homes and the doors have closed, that we potentially could be seen by the media and that our body language is important. We are going to show gratitude. Gratitude for all the people who knocked themselves out for this visit and all the people who participate in this visit. And we're going to be closing. We're going to find out what it is that that particular team wants, what that particular team needs to see from us in order to give us an offer. And even if the information breaks our hearts, we at least know where to focus our time moving forward. We are not going to give up this opportunity to find out what the truth is right now. Uh, last but not least, we are going to make sure that our body language when we're playing our high school games tells people that even when things go wrong, even when we screw up, even when we're defeated and down by a million, we're going out there and we're playing in the moment and we're moving to the future. We are not letting the little things that happened three plays ago or the last play determine how we're playing moving forward because that's a culture thing, okay? Uh, all right, guys, this is what we have for this particular episode. I don't know when I'll record again, but I definitely know uh, I'll be traveling a lot for the games this year. We try not to miss a game for the University of Oregon. And so as things come up or I notice things about recruiting during that time frame, I'll put out other episodes. Until then, uh, from me to you, just do the next right thing, one thing at a time. It'll take you all the way home.